Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, the beautiful voice, Phil. I'm back. And Ben. Hey. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm so good. Just so good. It sounded, you're like, man, I'm doing well. I mean, I'm, all, I'm like stressed out, but it's a good stressed out. I know the feel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, this is where online you call me a bitch. I'm not going to call you a bitch or, you know, not, you didn't literally, but you implied it. So. Here's the difference. Can't you, wait to hear the difference. You posted online. Ah, okay. that is the difference. <laughs> we're posting this podcast online. But yeah, but you were saying you were stressed out about things that I'm not stressed out about. I'm stressed out about other things in life. To, uh, to, for a technicality, I said I was concerned. Okay, Which, fair enough. I think it's all perfectly good and legal no. to be concerned. It's not con- good it's, and legal. It's good and legal. You're like, I'm worried about about the thing, and I'm like, I'm worried about it because I planned it, and I'm, I'm worried that it's going to fail miserably. <laughs> Well, you know, this we're taking a, a, a new camera. It's very expensive and very heavy. Yep. A new camera, a new Cameron. New ca- um, a new Cameron is yep. coming with we us. Have That's all right. All sorts of new things. We should probably clarify what we're talking about to the audience. Sure. It's Pax, Pax East. Woo! Pax East. Yeah. We're going to be there and doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, Phil. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm stressed. I'm not stressed about packs. Yeah. I'm stressed about what I'm leaving behind. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, but, you know, I was told to just go and enjoy myself. And so I'm going to try to do that. But yeah. other than that, you know, it's always stressful leaving your business behind in someone else's hands for a week. Oh, yeah. I, so. I have a chronic fear that, and I know why this is instilled in me, that... I'm going to be gone and I'm going to get a text that something horrible went wrong. It's my fault at work. Mm-hmm. This has happened to me right. once. And so now I'm chronically like in the back of my mind, like, well, pro- did I fuck up something before I left? And now I'm going to find out about it and be worried about it mm. while I'm at work. So I made it clear to my boss now that if something like that comes up and there's nothing I can do about it, do not tell me until I get back. Yeah. He's been very good yeah. about that since. That's good. He's, his mind doesn't work the same way as mine. He doesn't right. think like that. Like, And I, I went the other way. And I, as the boss, told them, don't contact me if you need me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be too busy to talk to you. So yeah. 
You have other people's numbers to get a hold of when you fuck up. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And they will. Let's talk about PAX for a minute. Please. I don't know please, what please. specifically to say other than we're gonna be, be there. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be doing yeah. uh tons of written articles, tons of podcasts, tons yeah. of videos. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure to keep it tuned to handsomephantom.com and also our Twitter account at handsomephantom and You'll uh, get updated on all the cool stuff. We're checking out some awesome games. Yes, we are. Like, Jeez. I know I'm personally very. I, my wife Holly was like, "Dustin, is there anything that you're really excited about in particular?" And I thought there isn't anything that I'm specifically like super want to see, but there's a lot of smaller stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking right now specifically like Bloodstained. Oh yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. to check out Bloodstained, Crash Team Racing. Yep, and you know it's it's gonna be cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you anticipating that you're checking out Crash Team Racing? Well, it'll be on the on floor. On the floor, okay. So I, I don't know if I'm going I'm with like, you or not. You, well, I don't know what I'm doing at You're all. welcome to, but they said that it was only for one person, so I just didn't want you to get your hopes up. That's fine. You can care. go and stand outside if you want. That's fine. I, uh, you know, I'll check it out on the show floor or whatever. I just know it'll be there. Yeah. It sucks when people aren't taking uh, any appointments, because mm-hmm. probably the game I was most excited about was After Party, and they're not taking anything that's so, so odd it's very odd they're only on the floor for two days yeah so i understand why they don't want to divert that's a exactly station. why i don't understand like, true yeah. <laughs> let's let's make this go as smoothly as possible let's schedule those appointments um i guess it's not e3 it's not all for just the media so yeah it's i really want to go and see if i can get hands-on time with either the new oculus which we'll talk about in a bit or the oculus quest mm. really hoping that we can work out something with them because yep. checking out new hardware is yeah. always exciting. But yeah, you know, it's it's exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to hanging out with the boys. Yeah. I'm sure we're gonna eat lots of food as well. That's not always a good part of the trip. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, we went to this place last year. We're gonna go again called Fire and Ice. It's a little chainy, but it's it's fine. A little little dick chainy. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Um is I mean, there's only like two locations. I think there's more than that, but I could be way oh. off. I remember seeing there was one, like two on the east coast and one on the west coast. Maybe you're right. I don't know, <laughs> but it's like it's it's styled after a Mongolian grill. Uh huh. But it's all kinds of food: burgers, wings, pasta. Take it to a giant grill. All made to order. Yeah. Yes. They cook the burger right in front of you. The hot dogs. Yeah. I need to be more strategic. The the this, key is less time. bread. Less right. Can't have yes. much bread. Yes, 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 I think yes. I started with a big plate of like noodles and stuff. Oh man, that's rough. I think we all did. I did too. <laughs> I think I we did. all started with. I don't noodles. remember yeah. if I did or not, but it's rough either way. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's like at the uh, Brazilian steakhouse. Don't meat. even bother with that side sidebar. No. Don't even touch Start it. Start with the meats. If you need something like you know a palate cleanser, get some pickles. We all know how much Dustin loves pickles. That's right. Uh, grab some pickles and then go back to the meats. But some yeah. of them get me because they put sushi on their, their oh, that's buffet, oh. and then it's the rice. It's the rice and the sushi that gets me. Yep. So, is there such a thing as good buffet sushi? Yes. I've heard no. Good, not, not as, great. I'll say good, not great. I have tried really hard to like sushi. I've I've eaten plenty of it, and I've never really enjoyed it. If you go somewhere that like serves sushi as a dish, mm-hmm. yeah. And they also have a sushi bar. That sushi is fine. That's great. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm actually more interested in eating sashimi, I guess, which is just the pure cuts of fish. Yeah. And 
I had that once, and it was it was at the place here here in our city that got a, a rat infestation. Yeah, yeah we went there for so, Christmas one year for yeah. dinner, like Christmas Eve. So maybe that's why I didn't like yeah. sashimi because I was eating it there. Yeah, maybe not though. I don't know. It was rat. It, it honestly rat sashimi. Yeah. It was if it was, then it was decent for rat. I would say. How do you? Know, yeah, I don't know what rat's supposed to taste like. So maybe it was, you know, really good rat. Ben, I noticed you're rocking a fresh cut. Yeah, I got a fresh cut too. Mm-hmm. I like getting the fresh cut before we leave. Well, I just really needed it. Yeah, either way, me too. Whether we were leaving or not, fresh cut over here too. I don't know if anyone was it super fresh. Saturday, like three days. Yeah, Saturday. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I saw you on Sunday. You did. It was the freshest. Okay. At that point, less no, than 24 hours. Though, you get your hair cut way more regularly than I do. About once a month. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mine's probably every six weeks. I don't have a lot of hair to grow, yeah. but the stuff I do have grows fast. I have two things I want to tell you guys about when I got my hair cut. First of all, I sat down and I told the lady I have no clue when the last time I got a haircut was. Yeah. And it was directly before the Game Awards. Oh, really? Holy so shit. Basically, if there's a gaming event, that's when I get my hair cut. Wow. Pretty much. Second thing was, this is a little bit of a personal story might gross out somebody okay. i don't care that's fine but i i felt a little anxiety about this as i lice. do with many things no 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 i went after work to get my hair cut and i picked holly up and we went to taco bell uh-huh ate a lot of food at taco bell oh no and then promptly oh, no. i went to get my hair cut oh, not a great clips did you go right at over great to great clips, clips? oh yes. boy and hmm. so i was sitting there and i was like i know not to do this but I felt like I had to burp constantly and you're already so close to someone. I was like, if I burp, then it's going to like create an unpleasant situation between me and this lady cutting my hair. Right. Mm. Especially, you know, Taco Bell. That's, that's not going to smell. Those are the worst burps too. So I held it in though. Yeah. The whole time. Uh huh. That's good. It was fine. I wouldn't worry about it though. Great clips knows that they're the Taco Bell of all the hair salons. Dude, uh, I don't like to go to someone I can't make an appointment with. Like, Great Clips has has never done me dirty. Mm. I've gone to like you know you I go to like old school barber shops. You don't make an appointment there. You just go, and if you're if you're there in time, you're there in time. Yeah, I feel like the fact that there is no appointment is so convenient. I can just go whenever. But you could also wait forever. Like it depends on you how busy use they the are. Online app, oh, the boy. online thing where you can check and see how long, and then I you just, can sign in. I just call my girl, and by call my girl, I mean I have my wife text her for me okay. <laughs> and set the appointment. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't have a, a place like that. So great clips, I guess, is my place. That's fair. Okay. Okay. My I just have to share the name of my barber shop. It's Jefferson Hairplane. That's oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah. Very it's nice. on Jefferson Street. Hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Good. Phil. Yes. What you dream of this week? What am I dreaming of? I I've been dreaming of this moment right now because mm. for me. I live about 45 minutes from here, so I am on my PAX trip already. Hell yeah. So PAX has started for me. We're starting with a podcast. I've been dreaming of this for quite some time. I need a little time away. And uh, even though it's going to be busy, I've been dreaming of just um, getting back to to work and and doing some good stuff for the team. Hell yeah, dude. That's it, yeah. Ben, what about you? That's the same thing for me. My PAX trip didn't start nearly as early as Phil's, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. tonight... Go to bed, get a f- pretty much a full night's rest, especially for me, who doesn't sleep a full night usually. Yeah, I'll get to uh, sleep in tomorrow. Yeah. Actually. yeah. Uh, get up great. in the morning, just head out the pet. We're not leaving super early in the morning. Yeah. We have a full evening ahead of us. Yeah. It's been so much work up to this point, and I'm leaving a lot like a lot of very precarious things behind for a few days, but I'm I'm okay with it. 
it's funny because every other trip, for some reason, it feels like we leave on Thursday. And so I'm bartending on Wednesday night. Right. Which is is no fun. Right before you leave, right? Yeah. And then usually our plane leaves at like literally 6, 7 a.m., right. something like that. And we live an hour away from the airport. You're supposed to be there an hour, hour and a half early. So it makes a very, very early morning. Yeah. We're leaving. Our flight leaves tomorrow at noon. Uh-huh. It's amazing. I'm, I'm going to be spoiled forever. I like that we were leaving a day early, too. Yes. Because when you get in and then you have to go right to work, it's 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 exhausting. Well, and the other thing is the last two years, we got there late because of yeah. our plane needing de-iced. Yeah. That's the other thing, the weather. It's not going to be too bad. It's not going to be bad at all. No. We're in good shape, boys. Yep. My dream right now is of feudal Japan Ooh. in the world of Sekiro. Ah. Shadows die twice. Mm-hmm. And it's it's whipping my ass. And I it's hard because I'm like, oh, no, I'm leaving for a right. very long time. Yep. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be completely more terrible than I already am at this game. Yep. But, man, I'm just I'm loving it. I love the world. And I feel like it's it's. It's cool because I think Neo took me halfway to mm, that yeah. world and that vibe, but there was something about it that didn't jive with me. So I'm just enjoying that setting. I walked away from it for like 36 hours. Not I didn't walk away. I just couldn't play for like 36 hours. And when I came back to it, I realized I didn't know what the buttons did. Yes. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Guys, are you ready for this week's very serious question? Of course I am. Absolutely. How do superheroes hide the bulge? Well, some of them don't. I'm just thinking specifically Spider-Man, Superman, very tight I mean, things. Spider-Man's a, a, a boy. He's, he's a boy. A, he's a young guy, That mostly. doesn't mean he doesn't have a penis that becomes well, bulging out. The theoretically occasion. less to bulge, do I would imagine. Do they wear a cup? I think that you def- like superheroes who wear spandex definitely have like compression shorts or something. They have to, or they're going to catch a felony. Also, here's they're going to catch a, they're vigilantes. They should be getting felonies constantly. It's just going to add to the list, man. Here's the thing: if you're a superhero and like I don't know, you're from Krypton and you get power from the sun and can shoot laser beams with your eyes, you probably have a way to hide your bulge. Superman can lift a car, but he can't control his penis. You said it, not me. I said he could. Possible. I don't know. Does Superman, he has such acute control over his body in order to do all these amazing things. Does he have control over his own penis? A man that can do the things that he does doesn't need control of his penis. Who cares? Whoa. Who says he hides the bulge? It's funny, though, because there was a point in history at which Batman, his nipples were showing through his suit. The, gl- the Clooney suit. Yes. The Clooney suit. Yes. The Clooney fair. suit. So... Yeah, I have yeah, to assume true. those were built into the suit, right? So his yeah. nipples—he must have had very like Sensitive. poignant nipples. Ah, yes. Not poignant. <laughs> poignant's not the word I was looking for, but special effects. I would also say they just digitally no, no, no erase no. those. Oh, we're talking in world here. <laughs> in world, we're, we're talking in the reality. Real we're not. Okay. What special effects, Phil? This is real life. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm this is a very serious question. Please leave. All of the the heroes in real life are like Rain Wilson and Super. I mean, that's... Uh... All the heroes in real life, if you look at the, the behind-the-scenes footage, they're wearing, like, green sweatpants. Yes. Yes, and they And people, are. they just image the that's suit. exactly why I said that's how they hide the bulge, yeah. <laughs> because they green-screen it out. Phil, you're receiving a verbal warning. Okay. For not taking the Disbelief very serious and... question 
making somewhat light of it, making a sort of joke. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> All right. Strike two. Probably. It's a doozy this week. An absolute doozy of news. So let's just get dive right in, you know? Yeah. PlayStation. Out of nowhere says, hey, Nintendo, nice thing you got going on there. Mm-hmm. Mind if we... Mind if we borrow it? Mind if we borrow that? And they announced PlayStation State of Play. Mm-hmm. And it was announced and already happened between now and the last time we recorded this podcast. A nice, tight, like, 20-minute presenta- yeah. presentation. It had a bunch of stuff, but I want to go over just the quick, important highlights. We have a new game, Iron Man VR. Yeah, we do. I thought that looked kind of... Lame. It looked a little cheesy to me, but I also think it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looked a little budget. Yes. Which is just odd because I'm fine with budget VR titles that might be fun. Just weird. It's Marvel. And they led the show with it. Yeah, they led with it. What it looked to me is that it wasn't in the cinematic universe, mm-hmm. which I was okay with. Okay. It just it went a different direction. Um, it seemed to have a younger, maybe, uh, Tony. Okay. Uh, which... But, yeah, I'm, I'm completely into it. Crash Team Racing mm-hmm. is getting retro skins. Yeah. This isn't super important, but I thought it was really cool looking. Yeah. Like, it basically just looks like the play- PlayStation 1 models popped in the game. PlayStation exclusive. Very cool. No Man's Sky is getting VR support. This is something I think that was inevitable because Sean Murray has always mentioned that he liked PlayStation VR wanted VR to be in the game. Right. I think this is going to be incredible. I thought so too. I think so too. I have never played any amount of No Man's Sky. Okay. Boy. So as soon as the announcement was over, I was already on the road and I just swung by a GameStop and picked one up for 10 bucks. Why not? It's 10 bucks. $10. Damn yeah. it. I'm going to have to do that. I played it at launch and it was garbage. Oh, just yeah. It was yeah. Stupid yeah. hot garbage. And I haven't gone back to it since. I think I got my copy at. Like Walmart.com for seven dollars at yeah. one point. So, ten dollars though. What do you have to lose? Right. You I lost know? sixty bucks. That's what I had to lose. <laughs> Did oh, you get yeah. rid of yours? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have traded in about two games this generation, and that was one of them. Wow. So, it's funny because at GameStop the new copy was ten dollars and the used copy was twenty. And I was Classic. like, well, I guess I'll take the new one because I would have yeah. taken the used one because I don't care about this game yeah. that much. But I really think the. The amount of No Man's Sky I played, which was probably 10 to 20 hours when it came out, I think it's going to be perfectly suited for VR as long as everything controls and the mechanics play right. Right. Getting in your spaceship, flying away, being in space. I think that's going Is to be Is there more to do incredible. now, though? I mean... Oh, yeah. Okay. They've done a shit ton of updates. Okay. And they and they keep adding more and more stuff. Yeah. The game is in an incredible state right now, from what I hear. They know that if they do not, their next game will not sell a copy. Yeah. Well, and it's really unprecedented. They're kind of... No developer has a story quite like theirs now. From the insane hype to the absolute bottom yeah. with, with the launch. And now they've, I would say, in a lot of people's minds, completely redeemed themselves. Yeah. I was thinking about that actually just today. Somebody should write a book about that. Wow. Just about yeah. their story. Like, you know, kind of like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, but like a whole, just just them, that, yeah. their story. Blake, get on that. Yeah. That would be very cool. 
Another VR game, Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Not interested. Not interested. Not at all. Looks, here's the thing. I'm not interested in Five Nights and Freddy's nope. as a franchise. Right. But I'm just, I don't want stupid jump scares right. in VR. Not like that, I guess. I liked the stupid jump scares of uh, Rush of Blood. Yeah. yeah that's what Something I was thinking, about this, yeah. though, is. Yeah, it's made to scare you, but it's not actually scary. It's not, it's not horror. It's scare. Yeah. And it's presented in a world that I don't care about. Yeah. That's, I mean, great. If you like Five Nights at Freddy's, good on you. But yeah. For me, it's just not happening. They will sell a lot of copies. Oh, though. yeah. A lot. Uh, 100% attach rate. 90, oh, yeah. 98%. 90. Because yeah. the three of us the are three of us, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So we got an update on Blood and Truth. Uh-huh. Ben, you and I played the, I Phil, did you play it? I watched you guys play it, but I didn't actually play it. No. We played this at the last PSX. R.I.P. And the trailer we saw looked like it was taken in a very different direction. Yeah. Not from a gameplay standpoint, but just the, the very style. comedic. Almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I really liked what I saw from the trailer. The gameplay was incredible at PSX and that had to have been extremely early right. vertical slice of it. It felt like a Guy Ritchie film now, I feel. Like yeah. Something... It definitely seems to have taken a different angle than yeah. when we played it last. When we played it last was like shortly after Paris Games Week where they unveiled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so we got some updates. On Concrete Genie, yeah, which still that trailer they showed did not make me any more or less interested in the game. It just seemed like more of what we've seen. It yeah. kind of just makes me want to play Infamous Second Son again. Whoa, that's a very odd thing to say. Well, the colors and the the tagging. There's a lot of tagging in okay in Infamous, so it just made me think of that game and want to play it from an aesthetic point. I right. can see that. Another update on Days Gone, mm-hmm. and still looks. Uh, just fine. Yeah. Well, st- I think say. the story is the piece that was missing, and we got a little glimpse of that. So there's been a lot of I stuff. It's going to be a good story coming out on the game, and I've been avoiding yeah. it just yeah. because I'm going to check it out no matter right. what. Yeah, it's a day one for me. For I sure. don't. I don't think I'm going to buy it, but I will at least. Yeah. I'm going to rent it and then maybe buy it. Yeah. Who knows? Why we'll would you not buy it? I'm just curious. If you're at all interested, I won't buy it because the gameplay looks. I don't want to say unoriginal. There's nothing that's speaking to me about this game other than I know it's Sony first party. Right. And so it has to have something there that's hopefully of quality. But of the gameplay I've seen and the I'm just I don't care about zombies really at all. Yeah. Last of Us is an exception because of everything around it. Good for you. Yeah. There's no zombies in either game. We have freakers and clickers. That's right. So. Last but not least, there's a bunch of other stuff that I'm just skipping over. Yeah. But I have to give a shout out to this Mortal Kombat 11 trailer. God, it's amazing. It's a very good trailer. It's a very <laughs> so good. So it, it was highlighting, yeah. I guess it was the story mode, which features, it has the 90s characters yeah. mm-hmm. facing off with the older versions of themselves. Right. I loved how they did the music. Yes. You had like a 90s uh, old school rap song mm-hmm. and then like a very modern 
yeah. new school, we'll right. say, rap song, perfectly set up against each other. Yep. Are you guys excited about Mortal Kombat 11? Yes. I am, but I don't have any reason to be because I'm not a fighting game fan, usually. Mm-hmm. But I'll Man. probably check it out. I mean, I play one of my first memories of the PlayStation was playing a Mortal Kombat and a Street Fighter game back-to-back, okay. basically. Renting them, of course, because... I didn't know anything about games at the time, 1997. Um, I don't. I'm not very good at fighting games, and that's just because I've never given them much time. Yeah. Um, but I've always enjoyed them when I've played them, so I'll check it out. I don't know if it's going to be a a banger for me, but just that's the a, marketing on it is phenomenal. Another day one purchase for me. Yeah. Oh. Yep. yep. I am a fighting game fan. Big. I've been playing a lot of Soul Calibur lately. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think I need to play this game play through the story i need to play on easy because other times that i've played games like this i'm not i'm bad at fighting games i don't know how to play them Mm. so i'll play on normal and then by the end i get too frustrated my thing is i'm very good in campaign modes on all of these games yeah i destroy everybody as soon as i play another real person done yeah any real person so now that we've talked about state of play i have in here all capital letters on my notes give it a grade this is mm. what we did with the Nintendo Direct. If you had to grade this presentation, what would it be and why? I'm going to say A minus. Okay. And the reason I think that's actually kind of a high score for that is because they didn't show us anything phenomenal. Nothing that really blew my lid or made me think anything was going to be life changing. But to me, it's about the innovation Sony was showing and that they were always like, we got to be hands on. We're going to show you this thing in person. Now they're like, hey, guess what? The world doesn't consume things through press conferences only. Let's just do some videos that people can watch or they can watch later or whatever. Uh, Very bite-sized, lots of information in a short amount of time. And the biggest thing for me, though, the thing I liked was that they were basically saying, hey, check out all this stuff for VR, which shows me that they have a continued further investment in VR. Yeah. See, that's the reason I give it a B. Because I felt like it was a jumbled mess of the VR and stuff we already knew about. Yeah. I think all the game announcements were on the VR side. So I think that could have been its own separate thing, maybe. Um, but it's the first one, so they're trying. trying they want to integrate new. it. They, they want everybody yeah. to think of VR as regular gameplay. Right. Yeah, yeah. But VR is something, and this is kind of what you were touching on a little bit with them wanting to innovate and do things. But I think... VR is something you need hands-on. So right. I think it would have made more sense to actually had that at a PSX. And then, hey, now go out into the game room and play it. Which may be why they led with Iron Man. Because even though Iron Man... I mean, you get a feel for what it actually game, is. Yeah. You know Iron Man. Right. You know what it's supposed to be like. It's just smart. Yeah. So, But I think it's, it's a solid B. I think they'll yeah. do keep getting better. I think it's, it's hard to give it a grade because we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Right. Being their first one. There's a lot of people that were really disappointed for some reason. And I I can sort of understand that in that Sony's been quiet. They say yeah. they're not going to E3. And then they're like, hey, we're giving out some info. Come on, listen. Right. And so then when it's nothing huge, I can understand it maybe being a little disappointing. If you don't have VR, it's very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I see a couple of reasons why they did this. One is because everybody's like, what's Sony doing? They're being so yeah. quiet. So they were like, all right, here we are. Um Two, they're not going to have that presence this summer. Yeah. So they need to do stuff like this to keep us interested. Three, if they would have pushed this to their E3 press conference, and these were some of the things they were doing, 
okay, all these games look fine. Like they'll be fine. They'll yeah. probably make money. But if you put those on your on your main stage at E3, with the exception of Crash Team Racing or um, Days Gone or something like that, well, those will all be out by then. They'll be out by then. Yeah. But my point is, like those caliber of like other than those two, people are going to be like, that was the worst press conference he's ever. You know, it, it's smart to say, hey, this is just a nice little streaming announcement. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to say, I'm I'm either B or my. I'm thinking realistically, I'm gonna go B as well, Phil. Yeah. Part of me says B minus slightly in the fact that, as far as the showman in me, I want there to be a one last thing. Mm, yeah. And it kind of just tapered out at the end. Right. It would have been maybe if it was reordered in a different way, it could have been a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking like, an update on medieval might have been nice, but might not have one. I didn't have any. I shouldn't have any expectations. Well, that, for that's that. the thing. I don't want to grade it on what it should have been. Right. I want to grade it on what it was. Yeah. Also, I, I didn't go B minus, and I thought B minus too because I'll probably pick up every game that they showed off. Yeah. So, if they showed what eight to ten games that I'm actually interested in playing, it's cool. Yeah. Cool. So Konami have announced they're releasing three new collections yeah. now these were kind of interesting so first of all they're doing an arcade classics and that includes haunted castle typhoon uh which i think the american name is ajax nemesis which is gradius in the u.s vulcan venture which is gradius 2 life force salamander i these are just in parentheses yeah. beside yeah. it so i'm guessing that's the american name Thundercross, Scramble, and Twin V. I really don't know almost any of these games. I mean, I know Gradius and Gradius 2, yeah. but I don't know any of these other ones. Yeah, the, the only way they'll sell that in any kind of volume is because they have a couple games that are recognizable bundled in with a couple that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. yeah. It's the least exciting of those. Let's talk about the exciting ones. Yes, please. Castlevania Anniversary Collection includes... Mm-hmm. Castlevania for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yep. Castlevania 3. Mm-hmm. Castlevania 2. Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. Yeah. Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo. It says, and four more. It's incredible. Wow. Let's, let's talk about what those four more might be. Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night is <laughs> almost a definite one, although. Mm-hmm. But there's the collection on there's PlayStation 4. There's the collection 4. already, yeah. But that's only on PS4. Do you think we'll see the newer any of the newer... Um, Castlevania games. God, if we get some of the DS games, that'd be incredible. The DS ones. Might I'd be like to revisit to those though. Mm. They, it would cost them more money. There was one last gen up. too. You mean like um, oh, fuck? What is it called? Lord of Shadow. Yes. Or, yeah. Lords of Shadow and Lord of Shadow Two. I, didn't play I don't those. think so. I don't think so either. But like, it's a possibility, I suppose. I think the most likely candidate is the Game Boy Advance. Mm. Games. Ah, one yes. or two of those. Okay. Symphony of the Night. Um. Yeah, so that one's very exciting. I think that's going to be very, very cool. Me too. Finally, the Contra Anniversary Collection has Contra, the arcade version, Super Contra, also the arcade version, Super C for the NES, Contra 3, the Alien Wars, and four more. Mm-hmm. Guessing one of those is going to be uh, Contra Hardcore, hard, mm. Hardcores. I had that on Sega and I sold it. Oh. For a hundred dollars. Wow. wow, good for you. I used it to buy other Super Nintendo stuff. Yeah, Since I, I'm not a big Contra fan. I think it's okay. It's uh it's an acquired taste, but I don't understand how you couldn't acquire it. 
I, maybe yeah. I would. I don't mean you I specifically. Just, I just mean. I just wanted other stuff more. Yeah. But yes. I mean, they're hard as shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. So. Which and they feel harder the f- now than they did 20 years ago. That's what ago. I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't care if I beat games back then. So I'm just oh, no, like, I remember I'm progressing very far in yeah. Contra 2. I don't remember doing that. And now I'm like garbage at it. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know if they ever beat it. Yeah. But I certainly couldn't now. We had a Nintendo Direct this week. Phil, you were in La La Land. You didn't, didn't even know until afterwards. Been, work has been been garbage lately. So, yeah, I, I didn't even know it happened until... I think I saw your tweet. It showed me in tweets that I've missed, but it said 12 hours ago. I was like, oh, jeez. Missed, <laughs> missed a Nintendo Direct 12 hours ago. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of great-looking games. Mm. I would recommend checking them, you know, looking and seeing what interests you. But I want to talk about the two very big announcements. They started off strong. Cuphead is coming to Switch on April 18th for $19.99. I feel like we all knew that was coming. Yeah, I think we knew it was coming. But it's still interesting. It's so interesting because of the the specifics around. Right. The like anyone who just plays games and isn't interested in the industry is probably just like, oh, it's coming to Switch. But it's really interesting since. Microsoft, you know, funded this game. Right. And so it's kind of seems odd that they would choose to take one of their second party titles and push it out to the switch. But when you I was thinking originally how it seemed odd, but then I thought about it more. I'm like, this is a win win because I'm sure that Studio MDHR wanted to put it on switch. I'm sure Nintendo would like to have a game like that. And Microsoft is going to make most of the money off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just seems they're not selling Xbox ones for Cuphead yeah. at this point. Right. Maybe they sold a few here and there. Right. Doubtful. Un- they got me to unlikely. turn mine back on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think this is interesting. I think what's also interesting is that it has Xbox Live integration. Yes. You'll be able to get achievements on your Switch, which we talked about this a couple weeks ago. And I. I think this is just the the beginning of things that we're going to see. There was a rumor that the new Ori game would be on Switch. Yeah, that'd be phenomenal. I I really need to go back. I've never finished Ori. I need to get back to that. I think that we'll see definitely the first Ori on Switch soon. You have to imagine they're going to do a staggered release, though. Right. That they want people to buy the second Ori on Xbox first. Sure. To make the full amount of money. But maybe not. Maybe this is a new Microsoft. It really is. And I mean, this we talked about this, I think, two or three weeks ago, that if you can get this, if you can catch capture that Switch market, and I mean, like, look, if we do, if we see Ori, we're seeing Cuphead, those are games that are like mass appeal. Yeah. And they are games that very, very much appeal to a traditional Nintendo audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense to me. Why not capture more money if you can? You have to imagine that they're thinking about it like, hey, we could sell a million units on switch yeah alone maybe a few i i don't i'm trying to think what some of the really popular successful switch games have done but you have to imagine it's not only are they going to sell to a new audience on switch they're you know people like you and i are going to we're gonna buy it we're gonna buy it again on switch for sure no doubt so that was pretty exciting they ended the show but are you gonna play with those joy cons (laughs) on the road yeah Yeah, on the road you got to yeah so at the end, they announced a new Zelda game, sort of. It is basically a Zelda and Crypt of the Necrodancer 
crossover game called Cannons of Hyrule. Yeah. And this is this honestly might be more <clears throat> at least as interesting as Cuphead on Switch. Yeah. Because we have a indie team that mm-hmm. made I, I should have wrote down the name I didn't that made Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I haven't played this game, but it is a a fan favorite, very well received indie game. And we have Nintendo letting them work with the Zelda IP. Yeah. Which I would say is unprecedented. Definitely unprecedented. Completely. What do you guys mm-hmm. think about this? I mean, I think it's we're seeing a new Nintendo too, right? We just talked about the new new Microsoft. Yeah. Nintendo is like, hey, um, the world is changing and we should too. And here's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got this beloved character who's everybody's loved forever. We trust the studio. Why not? Let's see it happen. You can only imagine that pitch meeting. I don't know who pitched who, but the way that pitch meeting went would just be like, you'd come in, yeah. hey, we want to do something with Zelda and we want to do it. And Nintendo's like, excuse me, that's our, that's our I thing. I know that every time they make a Zelda game, they just print money. And they yeah. were going like seven years in between titles or something. Yeah. So now they're going to have like seven titles this year. It's interesting because you have early Nintendo get burned by licensing out their characters. Right. You think of the Mario Bros. movie. Yeah. Think mm-hmm. of the Zelda and the Mario mm-hmm. CDI games. Yeah. And that they were like, never again. Just enough. And I can totally understand why they would want to do that. And so I think you're right, Ben. This is a, a changing Nintendo. And so... I can't see how this wouldn't be a win-win. I think they do still need to be selective, sure. extremely oh, selective yeah, yeah, and yeah. careful about how they use. I I have to imagine that it's going to be a Disney-like process Probably. for people that work with Disney. They always talk about mm. how careful they are with how their characters are representative. It's very rigorous and what needs approved and right. what gets disapproved. So I'm I'm assuming it has to be like that. I would imagine. It's going to be a very difficult development. Lots of checkboxes. Yes. But anyway, I think that's pretty dang cool. Next one. Persona 5. Got a little trailer for a new game called Persona 5 The Royale. Or maybe The Royal. I don't know. Now, this was during the Direct? No, no, no. Okay. So we've moved on from the Direct. Yes, we moved on. Okay. That's it. Those are the two big things from the Direct. There's a bunch of other games that I said look good. but Right. So the main thing from this teaser is that they have a new main, a new character, not necessarily main. It's a new female character. Mm-hmm. She is standing in Shibuya and she sees the, the Phantom Thieves logo, whatever. Yeah. And some people instantly off the bat thought this is a new female main character. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to necessarily think that that's true. In fact, I, I don't remember what she says in the translation, but it's more speculating that it's not a new main character. Okay. But uh, this is basically the Persona 4 Golden treatment for Persona 5. Sure. From from what we can tell, what we can assume. We're going to find out more, I think, next month when they do the Persona yearly concert. Mm. So what I wanted to ask you guys is, Phil, this might... You played some Persona 5... Yeah, that, that's a crazy thing. Yes, I've played some between 30 and 40 hours, yes. which is some Persona 5. You're getting close to half. Yeah, you? yeah. Do you think this will, you'll jump back in for this? Let's talk about that a little bit. Potentially, it just all comes down to what I'm playing at that point in time. Like, yeah. I am getting through my backlog pretty good. Um, 
But we're getting to the point where that's going to be done, and then I have to decide, am I jumping into Red Dead, which I still haven't played? You need to. Um, so that'll probably come before more Persona. Yeah. So potentially, I'd like to think I'd like to, but I don't know if I will. Ben, you have never played Persona 5. That's correct. Is this going to be your moment? I don't know. I mean, I'm not not interested in Persona 5 or Persona in general. My thing is I feel like if I don't play it for 100 hours, I'm not going to get the full experience or the right experience. Um, I can appreciate it from afar. I'm not sure if I need to spend all that time when there's so much else happening around it. And even though I don't think I would dislike it, it's not my preferred style of game. Mm. So mm. I'm totally on board to play it. I just don't know that I'm going to rush out and buy it. See, I loved every second that I played of it, but the problem is I took a break to play Nier because everyone was talking about Nier. Yeah. And I never looked back. Yeah. I just went forward from there. There's just so many good games that I know I want to play that yeah. it's hard for me to take a gamble on one that I might want to play. Yeah. Other than reviews and stuff, like I'm like, eh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I I think it's pretty much locked that we're going to see this on Switch. Yeah. At the same time. I don't know where I'll play it. Right. I'm just praying that on switch or whatever for some reason it's like hey it's if you buy the special edition we're gonna throw in persona 4 golden because they did something like that yeah they released the dancing games Hmm. they released persona 4 dancing all night on ps4 you bought the special edition came with it for free i'd Um, be surprised if they did do that yeah yeah me too yeah but i'm praying (laughs) (laughs) i'm just hope i'm like it's time for Persona 4 Golden to live somewhere else. I'm saying I would be surprised because, well, okay, there's two things that could happen. It either, <coughs> sorry, it either distracts greatly from the actual game and people are more excited about Persona 4 so you get less hype, or it encourages people to buy it because they want to get Persona 4 Golden on the PS4. Hmm. I think it will encourage people because I think there are Tons and tons of Persona 5 fans yeah. who want to play Persona 4. Yeah. And so to them, if you announce like, hey, the special edition comes with Persona 4 Golden, it's a no-brainer then. Sure. Maybe they weren't going to replay Persona 5. Yeah. But if it's thrown in there. That would probably get me to buy it. Yeah. 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 Even though I could play 4 on the Vita, but the I Vita. just haven't. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can only hope. That one day Persona Four will be released from its jail of the Vita. It's a prison. It's a very nice jail on the Vita, mm-hmm. but it is a prison nonetheless. So we got a new report from the Wall Street Journal this week. I want to open up and read some of it to you. There's lots of news today. Uh, we're not. So much. We're getting close to the end, but there's just some some big stories coming up. And the Wall Street Journal has a paywall. Great. I didn't know that. I just saw that this popped up and I wanted to read from it. So we'll talk a little bit what I can read. Nintendo is to launch two new Switch models. And so basically the gist of it is Nintendo working on two new Switch models. We've heard about these for a while. Yeah. But this is the first time we've heard two. And the idea is that one of them will be a low-cost option. Uh Uh-huh. And one is going to be specifically so they can continue to compete with PlayStation 5. Yeah. Xbox yeah. Whatever. So there isn't anything really to say other than speculation. Mm-hmm. So what would you guys want out of the this the low cost one doesn't interest me at all. So So here's my thought for the low cost one. Yeah. Joy Cons don't come off. It's just 
one piece of plastic. Yeah. And I think that's what that ends up being. I think, and no dock. No dock. Just, just a handheld console. I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's like the 2DS pretty much. Yeah. The 2DS of the Switch. Right. I am of the mind that I don't care about either of these. I know. Because when I play my Switch, I don't ever want for anything. My yeah. Switch is perfect. It is, it's the way it should be. It's the way I want it to be. Uh, if you give me a more powerful Switch, I'm going to say, for what? It's fine. If you give me a less powerful Switch, I'm going to say, why? It was fine the way it was. Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, like, okay, maybe if you show me a higher-end model, I'll be interested. But unless it has different functionality... Like I don't play the I don't play Nintendo games for fidelity. Mm. I don't want to play on my Switch on my TV usually, so I'm usually playing in handheld. So I'm like expecting a little bit lower quality. For me, new switches are unnecessary. That doesn't mean that they won't sell a ton of them, but I don't need a new one. I've got one that's fine. And I'm gonna eat my words when they come out with a new one and I buy it, but that's beside the point. See, man, I I can't disagree with any one of your points, but none of them make sense for me. Yeah. As far as I'm just stupid and I want like the best of all gaming stuff for some reason. Yeah. Just like lately I've been thinking about upgrading my computer for some stupid reason. I have no reason to, but the thought of having something nicer to me, the switch is like, I love the switch so much. I'm totally willing to spend $400, whatever. Get a better switch if it has like a 1080p screen, maybe not like native 4K output, but some sort of 4K option that it's not upscaling and looking like dog shit on my 4K TV. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think those don't make sense for you, though. Like you don't have a 4K TV. I don't. You don't play it on your TV. Right. But for me, I don't play it on your TV. I do occasionally, but not usually. That's my preferred method of switching. I just don't. If I'm going to use my TV, I want to play PlayStation 4. That's just kind of what goes through my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, play, I play my Switch when I'm like in situations where we're watching, I'm watching TV with my wife and I'm going to game on the side or whatever. I'll never, never. I don't know I'll if I've ever do played it with taking a dump, honestly. Hmm. There's a lot of other things like my phone, you know, that mm-hmm. we all do that. Let's, Everyone let's uses their phone on the fucking toilet. Sometimes don't I use the toilet like just so I can get on my phone for a little while. Wow. That's, yeah, we're not gonna talk, we're not gonna touch that one. Yeah, if I'm having a conversation and I just want to continue it but sit down, I'm like, maybe I need to poop too. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. So, I understand what you're saying about the higher fidelity, but what I'm saying is, if Mario is in the current form, or he's in 4K, that doesn't appeal to me. Like, it doesn't appeal to me more for Mario to be in 4K than it does mm. for him to be the way he is now. I salivate at the thought of Mario in 4K. Mm. So pretty already. Mario's hot. As we concluded sure. last week. Very. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yep. And yeah, I want to see I want to see Mario Odyssey. I want to see his nipples in 4K. That's just not the art style they have, though. 4K? The art style is not conducive to 4K for Mario games and or Zelda games, in my I, opinion. That, now, I'll tell you what is, that's, though. That, I totally disagree with that. It is not necessary for it to be in 4K. But to say it's not conducive is, I would say, wrong. Hmm. Yoshi's Crafted World in 4K. I can see that one be a little more more crisp. I guess what I'm saying is Nintendo games, and I know you can play so many other things on the Switch, but things on the Nintendo, things on the Switch, for me, are not about fidelity. They're about fun. 
when I play my PlayStation 4, I want fidelity. When I play my PC, I want fidelity. See, here's why I would want a more powerful one. If Microsoft is going to start doing things more with Nintendo, yeah. I'd like to not have to buy an Xbox. Yeah. And then I can just... I mean, that's all such a weird thing because I'm going to buy an Xbox. But like, it'd just be nice to know like, if Halo comes out and I just want to play it on my Switch. I can do that. Yeah. Here's what I want. If uh, I've already lost it. I've already forgotten what I was going to say. Damn it. Oh, no. Damn it, Michael. We should move on anyway because I still have three more things. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Wow, you'll see. We have a flight to catch. They're all important. Okay. This one, will keep it brief. Sony has recently, there was an internal memo that got leaked and they've confirmed that this is true. They're no longer providing full game and digital download codes to retailers starting on April 1st. Good. Just an interesting move. Good. Here. Yeah, who cares? I have bought a couple of those. Never did that. Always when they're on sale for some re- weird reason. They put the codes on sale? That's I have, odd. Maybe it was a price error. I remember I got Eve Valkyrie when it launched for 20 bucks. Nice. From nice, Amazon nice. selling okay. the code. Totally right. by mistake. So, makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you can see the beginning hints. Something's happening here, but I'm just still confused about... I mean, my Sony did the research. They know how many codes getting redeemed on PSN are from codes bought at retail. Mm. And so for them to say, we're cutting out this entire piece of our market, knowing full well that there are some of those people who will never buy, never put their credit oh, no. card information in on their PlayStation. Like, they know that for a fact. But they must have done the research and figured out that there's only, let's say, five out of 100 people buying retail codes or codes, digital codes at retail. Yeah. So if they're okay with losing that 5% because of the margins they'll make elsewhere, because of the 3% of those people who will buy it on their platform and then they get all of it as compared to like if they sell the card or the code to GameStop and GameStop takes a cut, like they've done their research on this. They, it's only going to hurt a very small, small population. And I think that population just needs to get on with the times. Yeah. They're probably a lot easier to steal too. Well, that's possible. Usually they, they, they print them out. They print them out at the point of purchase oh do they like on the receipt and if they're on a card they don't activate until they they pay for them okay okay i don't know the only digital code i've ever bought was cuphead and i only bought it at the store so i could get Get the the vinyl vinyl. yeah (laughs) Yeah. same so the the one the further thing i'll say about it is there is with like psn cards and stuff there is a counterfeit market there or a fraudulent market because what happens is somebody will go and see the code on the back of it and they do this with like with like uh, prepaid phone cards and stuff too and I found this out when I worked in retail they'll bring it up to the register and you ring it up and they're like oh I gotta grab some money for my car they'll go outside and call their buddy or whatever and say hey here's the code type it in real fast they'll redeem it because it, it redeems after you've swiped it before it's paid for though yeah and then they either never come back and buy it or they come back in and say, I don't need that anymore. And so they've basically stolen the, the card or the top-up card or the PSN card or whatever. So there yeah. is a market for, for theft there. And so you can eliminate some of that that way. You'd have to – aren't they usually scratch-off? They are more so now, but they didn't always used to be. Okay. Yeah. But still, if you scratch off a card and hand it to a, a customer service employee, they're probably not going to like dig that far into it. They're just going to scan it and go. Yeah. We got some new hardware. Kind from of. Oculus. Kind of. You're right. Kind of. They announced the Oculus Rift S, and they're partnering with Lenovo for this one, which is very interesting. Yeah. It has higher resolution uh, screen on the inside. 
It is an LED screen, yep. not an OLED, mm-hmm. which is important. We'll get back to that. And one of the new big features is the features inside out tracking. So you don't need the sensors set up anymore. It just tracks right on. There's cameras built in and it's pretty nice. Now, there's been a little bit of some dissatisfaction amongst the Oculus community in that this headset is in certain ways a bit of a downgrade. Yeah. I mentioned that it's an LED screen, so it doesn't have an OLED screen, which means the the black levels are going to be different. And the other thing is Oculus touted for a long time that they needed 90 hertz refresh rate in order to have a smooth VR experience. And this new headset is running at 80 hertz. Wow. And they're kind of uh, backpedaling a little bit saying, well, we feel like this is a good experience. Now, to Oculus's credit, the people that have used it have said they can't tell the difference. Yeah. So whatever about that one. And the final thing is... There is no hardware IPD adjustment on this device. So if you have eyeballs that are either very close together, very far apart, there's a possibility that you will not be able to use this headset. Just Mm. simply will not be totally in focus for you. Yeah. Mm. So there was a lot of people that were upset about that. It's a very small percent, but a percent nonetheless. And for these people specifically, they won't be able to get a hard a PC VR headset from Oculus that works for them because the original unit is being phased out. Right. Finally, the last thing that I wanted to touch on was the fact that this is a partnership with Lenovo who has done Windows mixed reality headsets and this thing looks like a the Windows mixed reality headset. So it's sending a lot of weird signals in that Oculus is this, I mean, a hardware company that made the Oculus Rift and they released an updated version to their flagship product and it's not even fully their design anymore. Yeah. So I just spewed out a lot of information to you guys, but I wanted to see what you thought. I think for somebody who already has an Oculus Rift, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Um to, to upgrade because it's really a downgrade mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think for other people who are just now getting into things and maybe they they want to have a more approachable piece of hardware. The I mean, granted, this is more of a niche consumer type of thing, but most people aren't going to notice the uh, or care about the fact that it's Lenovo's hardware. Yeah, most people who haven't used the headset before aren't going to really realize the difference in fidelity and, and the different screens and everything. Um. I can't really say much about the eyeball thing because the, the distance thing, because that's not a concern for me, but it certainly is for a lot of people or at least some people. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's a, it's a fine move for a next generation of products, but it's probably not going to make it any more mass appealing. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of when the Vita kind of did their redesign with a different screen and mm-hmm. people were upset for a while, but when it's, you know, you t- tough. Yeah. If that's what's available. You either buy it or you don't. Well, What's funny is I watched an interview on Tested where they were talking with, and I'm trying to remember, Mitchell something. I don't remember. Anyway, one of the Oculus founders about this headset, and they were talking about the IPD adjustment, and he he was honest about saying how this headset will not work with some people, a very small amount of people, and that he recommended if you, this headset did not work for you, 
then you should buy an Oculus now. Right. The original one. But the funny part was Palmer Lucky wrote an, an RA post on his blog about this whole issue and brought up the fact that you can't buy it already. Right. You can't buy the old Rift. So, again, there is a select amount of customers that are just locked out. And they are potentially, let's say you are one of those customers and you have a Rift right now. Mm-hmm. If your Rift dies, yep. the investment you've made in their store is gone to right. you. Unless you want to pay for one off the secondhand market. This is probably hard to figure out, but what percentage of, of people does that affect? I think that they said, I want to say it was like less, like 5% or less. Uh-huh. I mean, that's still a large portion of people, but yeah, I I don't know. I certainly have empathy for those who things like this aren't going to work for them. But I also think that it's up to Oculus to to find some way to make a more accessible piece of hardware there are a lot of people who can't do vr period for a, yeah. for a variety of reasons and so you're already looking at a niche audience um of, of even physical abilities to be able to do it let alone um you know yeah putting on more restrictions but yeah it's, you think this is a cost thing that is that why they didn't have that oh yeah i think yeah. it's purely a cost thing i forgot to mention it's but isn't it the same cost is it the, the exact same price They've been clearing out the old Oculuses for three fifty okay. for the last couple months, but yeah, it's three ninety nine. Comes with the controllers, comes with some games, whatever. I think this all comes down to cost yeah. for them. I think this headset they have Lenovo who has manufacturing abilities. Right. I think it was probably very expensive for them to manufacture each regular Oculus headset. So the partnership with Lenovo is good for them on multiple levels. Sure. That they can produce these for cheaper. They can make more money off each unit. And so. Hopefully it works better than that Lenovo I took to PAX last year. Yeah. The laptop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see about this What'd one. What do you do with that thing, Phil? Oh, it's in the basement. Let's run it over with your car. That's fair enough. Yeah, we could probably do that. It's, uh, I, I think it just completely stopped working. Yeah. Last but not least to mention this apple had a press conference uh yesterday right yeah, yeah. and that was they, only yesterday holy cow yeah they announced a bunch of new services but the one that's relevant to this show is they announced something called apple arcade mm-hmm. it's a subscription service you pay you get access to a suite of games sort of like xbox games pass mm-hmm. but for, say about 100 games right now or something like yes that. yeah and there were some i don't want to say heavy hitters but some some developers like annapurna mm-hmm. has a game that's going to be on there and what was interesting to me is that they were trying to highlight in the press conference is that they were saying free-to-play games are great because they appeal to lots of people and there's lots of money to be made for these games but there's also games that you pay once and then you get in, you get everything. Mm-hmm. But they were saying the problem is, is developers are finding these games like make less money because it's hard to compete with free. Yeah. So the idea behind Apple Arcade is to give an avenue for these developers that want to create either art slash story driven games that normally would be a, you know, pay once and you get it forever. It gives them a new way to monetize and allows these games to flourish. Yeah. Though I thought of you when they were talking about this. Mm -hmm. Because they were talking about your type of game, I think. Yeah, I think so too. 
And the only reason I, I was concerned is I just don't know how many different places I can play games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the same thing. I mean, it kind of fits my. I think, I think I'd be surprised if you don't see in the near future, when this releases, you know, buy your Apple Music and arcade subscription for a discounted price together. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Apple already has that infrastructure. They already have a billion subscribers. Right. Almost everybody has an Apple phone in their hand. So like, but then decisions would have to be made because I just got Hulu for free with my Spotify Premium. So then I'd have to decide. Do I get rid of Spotify and switch over to Apple? Yeah. Um, you know, there's just so many subscription services anymore. Something that's important to note that I thought was interesting that a lot of people haven't talked about is if you buy this subscription, you get it on your iPhone, your iPad, and also your Mac. Yeah, that's more tempting, but still so still a tough sell for me. You have to imagine it's not all. It can't be all the games work on Mac. Surely some of them. Right. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting point that we're getting into sort of a PC game level on that. Not PC, but you know what I mean? A desktop experience for some of these games. Right. I'm curious how much it's going to cost. I can't imagine that it's more than ten dollars. It can't be more than ten bucks. Yeah, it's gonna have to be ten dollars or less. Game Pass is ten bucks. It can't be ten bucks. People already assume, and not necessarily wrongfully, that iPhone games are of lesser quality. And many, most of them are. Yes. Uh, race to the bottom kind of idea. But you certainly have some quality games on iPhone as well. So yeah. I think the perception, though, is going to kill them if they try to charge more than nine ninety nine. Yeah. That's it. Woo. We made it through the news. Lots of news. Wow. Guys, this show is getting a little long already at one hour. A little long in the tooth. We have some packing to do, but we are still going to do in one tweet. I asked you guys over on Twitter, at Handsome Phantom, I said, The Epic Games Store is stirring up quite a bit of controversy in the industry, with even some boycotting it entirely for its practice of buying games for its storefront. In one tweet, tell us how you feel about it, and if you use the service going forward. This has been a big hot topic item a lot of people very upset i'd say more than anything i had a entire segment where we we're going to talk about the epic game store but we will save that for another week nice but anyway let's get the what the audience thinks dave landon says it's weird very weird i couldn't imagine having to go to best buy to get a certain game because gamestop wasn't allowed to carry it but digital changes things i guess and it shouldn't be weird also agree with Matt. Not a whole lot of different from console exclusives. Well, what the hell I, did Matt say? I guess I should have read Matt's oh, first. I didn't realize geez. that. Matt Riggs says, To me, it's no different than console exclusive games. The way I see these digital storefronts on PC is, no matter where you buy a game, you're still sitting down in, a, in front of your computer to play it. Who cares where you download it from? Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I say. Plus, if it gives me Oxen free for free and what remains of Edith Finch, they're giving great <laughs> games away for free. Yeah. I'm in. My old bandmate ah. from many, many years ago, Jared Cavaliero, Jared oh. C., writes in. He says, it comes down to if it's a good business move on their part. Eh, I clicked a button I wasn't supposed to. It all comes down to if it's all a good business move on their part. If they keep buying big name games to draw people to their store, it works out great. Personally, I'll buy games wherever I'm able and be happy. It's a 
mostly how I feel. Yeah, yeah that's how I feel to too. Yep, three hundred foxes stick together. That's right. Mm-hmm. Eli says Eli, who's written st- stuff for Handsome. I think he's Man. published once once or twice as a contributor. Real SF tree. Yeah. This is uh, name. yeah. Yeah. He says it's no different than EA having the Star Wars license, meaning you have to buy those through Origin. If someone really is going to boycott them, then it's their loss because they're great games in their store. Agreed. Finally. I haven't seen anybody complain that they can't buy Assassin's Creed anywhere but Uplay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did yeah. initially. Okay. When Uplay and yeah. Origin came but out, it's, people it's like right. 30 seconds of inconvenience. Like when I was, uh, what, The Division. I got the Humble Bundle code, and I went to do it. I didn't remember my password for you, Origin. All I had to do was take 30 seconds, change the password, sign in. You have your game. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Last but certainly not least, Gaming Dad writes in. He says, I tend to not care about this, but the lack of cloud saves is a deal breaker for me with PC gaming. There are cloud saves in PC gaming. In, uh, I think he's specifically referring specifically to Steam. Epic Game Store. Has yeah. no cloud saves. Oh yeah, but Steam didn't have them to begin with. No. So like this is gonna come. Oh yeah, I think. I think That's a matter of features versus concept, in my opinion. Right. I'm yeah. not discounting his his statement, but what I am saying is, like, judge them based on what's there, not what's. If you don't want to use Epic at all. That's one thing, but if you don't want to, if you're comparing Epic to Steam because well, so of cloud saves, like picking that's... a hill to die on, why wouldn't they back Epic for giving the developers more money for their games or charging them less? I guess because like, yeah. they've got 15 years worth of games in Steam. That's true. <laughs> that's so you just go like this. Well, I double guess click right beside. I just we'll just summarize a little bit of our own takes since we're talking about it, and we'll end it there. Okay. But yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't. It doesn't bother me where I buy it. And I understand that the Epic Game Store is less full featured than Steam. It'll get there eventually. Yeah. It doesn't the the features don't change anything for me. Oh, well, Epic's never shown that they want to continue developing their products ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the thing is People actually, people are so brand loyal to Steam for some reason. I don't understand. I never it. understand brand loyalty. They have fucked up in so many ways, as any big corporation does. Three weeks ago, people were ripping on them for the way they censor games or don't censor games. So yeah, now they're they're the savior. Competition is never a bad thing, right? And so yep. maybe you don't like how maybe the exclusivity thing, which. The exclusive thing, it uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Just because uh, capitalism. Uh. If you have a piece, if you have a PC, then you can still play the game. You just right. it's free to get it. It's a new login. It's not like it's, I, new... <laughs> it's not like if on PS4, it's like oh, I have to buy an Xbox to play this game. Right. It's right. not like that. You just have to get a different program and a different account. Right. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. I agree. Completely. I've always been a multi-console player, though, too, so it doesn't bother me at all. I guess, like, there is a sense of how many hours you have in Steam, how many achievements, how many years, all that kind of stuff that I understand why people want to r- maintain that. But guess what? If tomorrow uh, Xbox, which I, I guess I've had that system the longest, if Xbox said, hey, we're doing away with gamer score, you're never going to have that again, I'd be like, all okay. right, cool, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I, can I still play games? So you mean when you put out one game a year, I won't get gamer score points for it? Yeah. Sure. Well, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's I have... do care about trophies now, though. I'm going to say that. I never was a trophy whore before, but 
It's hard. I try not to care about. Trophies. I care about them now. Like I'm not like a you know I don't know. I don't go out of my way to get them, but yeah. I like when I do. Yeah. Right. All right, guys. This has been the HB podcast. And if you're going to be at PAX, let us know. Tweet at us at Handsome Phantom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we can meet up with you or something. It'd be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going to be there, let us know. That'd be cool. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, check out the website this week for tons of PAX content. And if you want to help out the show, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. First of all, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and a subscription. That helps. You can also uh, go to handsomefam.com slash Amazon. When you buy stuff off Amazon, it gives us a kickback and it helps us out. It helps us pay for things like hosting, all that different stuff. Since running a website is not free and it's not easy either. So, uh, it doesn't cost you anything to do that. To what? To actually buy off of our website for Amazon. It doesn't cost anything extra. It doesn't cost you anything. It just takes it right out of Jeff Bezos' behind. Mm Mm-hmm. Finally, if you want to join our community, go to handsofandom.com slash discord. We have a discord set up and that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Follow us. Twitter.com slash handsomefandom. Keep up to date. Oh, with yeah. us at PAX. All right. Any, any final words? I love you all. Dudes? I love you all. Meaning everybody in this room and everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're not going to be at PAX, let us know too. What's we like to talk you? to you. Oh, no. Oh no! I was just meaning we we don't want to not talk to you because you're not going. But I was just I was thinking, what's wrong with you? The clip of Reggie when he's they're like, if you don't have a 3ds yet, what's wrong with you? <laughs> classic moment. Classic. Yeah. All right. All yep. right. See you guys.